Welcome to the Success Road Podcast. This is the podcast where we meet at the intersection of your life and take decisive action to move onward toward higher levels of success, whatever that means for you. My name is Joshua Rivers from Podcast Guy Media, and I'm taking you on this journey. I'm excited today to be able to have Stephen Summers with us today, and we're going to talk about failure and how we could be able to learn from that in our life. And so I'm really excited to be able to dive into Stephen's story and be able to see what we can be able to learn and apply in our own lives as well. So Stephen, thank you for joining us today. Oh man, thanks for having me. It's great. And you've got a great introduction voice, so it's uh, really good. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. So, so as we get started here, I want to ask you, so what is it that you define success as, um, define success as for yourself? Yeah. Success is a funny thing for me because uh, when I started out the different businesses I'm involved in, uh, I was very focused on money, wealth, wealth generation. That's all I was really care. I really cared about. I just wanted to make money. And I thought that, you know, success is just making a hundred grand a year, 200 grand a year or whatever, or it's bringing in X million per year in sales and all of that and buying all these things. And when I studied success initially, I looked at it from that vantage point. But as time has gone on, what I've learned, Joshua, is that success is actually, for me anyway, it's helping people solve problems and helping them solve problems that I'm not necessarily responsible for. And I think that in its, in its essence is what success is to me when I see people who I don't necessarily know beforehand uh, become people who I work with, become people who I train, and seeing them go on to get more freedom in their lives or to make some extra money or to be able to you know free up their time so they can do something that they enjoy doing. That for me is success, I suppose, in a career sense. But overall, really then, what is success for me? And it's serving other people and it's helping other people get what they want in life. And it's the old Zig Ziglar quote, you know, if you help enough people get what they want in life, you can get what you want. And I suppose some people might say that that's a little bit selfish of me <laughs> or whatever, uh, that I'm just helping other people to get what I want. But really, no, I, I, don't, I don't see it that way. I, I genuinely love to see people move, progress, and get what they want. And so uh, I, tr and I, I take that same attitude to my personal life as well, uh, you know, my family life, and that, that's what success is to me. Well, excellent. I like that answer. Um, not that there was any wrong answer, but uh, <laughs> I definitely really like that. So, so now that brings us though to uh, the the idea of failure. So, how does failure factor in um, as we're talking about this for you? Yeah. So, failure is another one of those things that I I've been thinking a lot about over the last while, and I I'm involved in a program at the moment that I'm going through called the 67 Steps uh, program. And believe it or not, it's from Ty Lopez, who a lot of people really don't like. But back in back years ago, he made some great content that was genuinely, uh, I think, landmark content. But basically, I'm going through that program again. I went through it in 2014 for the first time. And long and short of it is, he talks in there about this idea of the 500-year-old mind. And how a lot of times in the modern world, like people are trying to kind of break success or failure down into like good or bad, 
you did well, you didn't do well or whatever. And that's the thing about failure. Like a lot of people see failure as like bad, but really if you think about failure and you don't have like, uh, sorry about that, you don't have like a, a kind of like a 500 year old mind, you have a more modern mind, you see that it's not black or white, it's gray. And so failure really then is simply just I don't even look at it as failure. I look at it as it's an experiment that I put out into the world and the experiment didn't work. And so then if we look at failure from that lens, we can actually see that uh, if you just say, well, failure means I didn't, I didn't do something. The problem with that is that you're not actually like analyzing what was it about what I, that I did that didn't work. And therefore what can I do going forward in order to improve my, my results? It's kind of like, you know, let's say I have a new traffic source in my business and I'm paying money to get people, uh, you know, to get something in front of people. And let's just say I don't get that many people to sign up for the thing that I want them to sign up for or whatever. Well, some people might say that's, that's a failure and it costs me a lot of money and all of that. But actually, I think if you look at it from the perspective of, well, it was just an experiment that I ran and well, I didn't get enough clicks or I didn't get enough conversions. Not enough people gave me their email address, but loads of people clicked onto the page, etc. You can begin to start to see then that if you treat your life more as like a scientist and you're experimenting, you can react, you can change, you can test the different approaches to get to, uh, to get the result. So I think failure as well in the traditional old sense kind of feels like once you fail, you can't retry at the same thing, but but I think then if you just look at it as an experiment, you just realize like there's really no such thing as failure, and the concept of rejection as well. Like if you think about Joshua, you've got a, a, say a, a guy, he, he's looking for a date, and he asks a girl out on a date, and she says no. Well, a lot of people would say, oh, you got rejected, your life is terrible, it got worse. But actually, if you review it, before he asked the person on a date, he didn't have a date, and he asked the person on a date still doesn't have a date. So life didn't get any worse. It just didn't get any better. Right. And I think, so I think if we start thinking about success and failure in those terms, it starts to add a lot more like empowerment as well. And you feel like, wow, I actually am, I'm actually in control of more than I uh, give myself credit for, you know? Hmm. I like that. It sounds very similar to, um, Oh, I can't remember the the author's name, but he wrote the the power of something stupid of starting something stupid or something like that. Um, okay. and, and basically that same idea. Um, and I have a friend of mine that um, he and a friend actually started their business this way. And basically it's like, like running things as a project. So it's just, I'm not starting a business. I'm starting a project. And if the project works, then we continue on to the next step. If it doesn't work, then okay, no big deal. I, I put a little bit of time into it. I learn from it and I move on. And it sounds like that's very much what you're saying there by, by treating life as an experiment. And wow. I, I really like that perspective. And so it helps us to be able to really frame the things that we're doing and be able to turn that into something that, um, that we can be able to use going forward then. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah, so I'm exactly. just curious, and what are um, some of your biggest failures? Um, and then, of course, then what what is it that you learned from them kind of going along the same idea? Yeah, it's been interesting. I've been fortunate in many ways in that I knew very early on 
that I'm a moron <laughs> uh, in many ways. And I knew that I'm good at certain things and I'm terrible at other things. So what I've done over the last 10, 11 years now, which has really helped me become inverticom as successful is like, I've surrounded myself with people who are very smart and I've quickly been able to identify what I'm good at and not good at. And the stuff I'm not good at, I've found people to partner with and work with to, to help me in those areas. So long and short of it is like, it's funny because I've had failures along the way. Like, you know, myself, and Robert, my current business partner, one of my business partners, I've got a few now. Whenever I started working with Robert, he mentored me into selling on Amazon initially. That's <clears throat> how I got my break, I suppose, you know, 10, 10 years ago. And we, his company was failing at the time, even though he's a really smart guy. He just was kind of doing the wrong thing. And we figured out how to do the right thing together. But even during that time, there were lots of failures, like, you know, products we launched that didn't work out very well um, and, and things like that. But really what we were always very cautious about doing was making very measured bets. In other words, like we never went all in on something without kind of hedging our bets consistently. And that's been a constant theme of my business career, life career, where like I've sort of been able to always test at a kind of safe level. So I've never had touch wood. I've never had like a monumental failure that kind of wiped me out pretty much in my life. And I've been lucky uh, in that respect, but also I think along the way, a lot of the failures I've had have been more micro failures. And, uh, you know, even now at this point in time, uh, I, I suppose because I don't think of it as a failure, maybe that's why I don't have a better answer. But, you know, constantly, like I might, I might put out, uh, you know, an email, for example, and nobody reads it or something, or, you know, not that nobody reads it, but nobody does what I want them to do. Or, you know, I, I started, uh, I started a, we started a side business with somebody last year, and I suppose that was a failure. Like we put about twenty thousand, uh, let's just say, dollars into that, and the person started really well, but it didn't work out long term, and that could be considered a failure. But again, it didn't kind of like knock us out, whereby we like lost everything. I suppose. So yeah, they've all been micro failures, and they've taught me a lot of lessons. I suppose to anybody listening now, what they can learn from that is like as much as you can. Number one, surround yourself with people who are better than you are. For me, partnering with people has just constantly been a good thing, although partnerships are difficult if you don't find the right people, but that's been really helpful. And then hedging bets, like doing, you know, not like, you know, I've seen people in the Amazon business, for example, like we've, we've run a lot of companies now, but you know, in the Amazon world that we run, I've seen people like literally just randomly order a container of products that they don't know anything about. And then maybe they don't work out for them because they did no research on it. And then they'll be like, oh, that was a huge failure. But in my opinion, like that could have been easily avoided had they got the right person teaching them the right thing. And so I think the actual real problem in society right now is we're, we're kind of like, we celebrate the idea of learning through trial and error, but trial and error is so expensive. It's such a bad way to learn. A much better way to learn is like, who has a proven process out there that I can just implement and I can just execute on. And that's all I focus on. And I make small bets along the way while I'm learning. And then you do that every single day. And in you know, 18 months time, you've compounded all those efforts into something really cool. So it's not really a direct answer, but it's, my, it's the best answer I can come up with, I think. <laughs> well, I like that. So, um, so why don't you go ahead and explain a little bit more about what it is that you do with your business and kind of give us a little bit more 
a better idea of of that so we can be able to picture what it is you're talking about a little bit better yeah sure well we run a number of uh, different businesses now our main company is marketplace superheroes uh, we've run that for a number of years uh, we teach people all over the world how to sell their own products globally on amazon uh, and how that business came about really was, uh, you know, over 10 years ago now, I met Robert, who I mentioned, my, my business partner, and he had this business selling on Amazon, they had two warehouses, lots of staff and things like that. And I was trying to figure out how to get into business. And so luckily for me, I got introduced to Robert after trying to figure out how to make money on the internet for years on my own and not succeeding. Uh, again, not really failing because I didn't really do a whole lot. I just kind of like looked at stuff and didn't have the confidence to take it on. And so I got to know this guy, Robert, and I, I, I went up to his warehouse at the time and saw like, you know, real products been sold to real people. And it was, it was amazing. Like, it was like, wow, this is, this is real. This is something I can learn. And so cutting a long story short, you know, we basically we figured out a way to run that company, just the two of us, get rid of all the warehouses, have Amazon send out our goods every day to everybody across the world. And we created a really successful company doing that. But then, you know, after doing that for a few years, to be honest, like I look back at it and I thought, you know, if I could help more people who are like me, who just didn't know how to start a business, didn't have the entrepreneurial background that, you know, uh, a lot of us believe we have to have, if I could help those people get started, that would be really good. And so, yeah, we, we started, like it was back in 2015 now, we officially started Marketplace Superheroes. We were two completely unknown guys from Ireland, but just had a, a process that worked. And, um, you know, started sharing our message and it's, it's now five years later and we've nearly 6,000 students in that business. We actually run a freight company as well, where we do all, all, we ship all our members goods from China to, we have a warehouse in the U S actually, uh, one in the UK, one in Australia. And so that's another business. And then we have other things like side hustle heroes and, oh man, we have so much going on, but it's all really designed to help people leverage the internet to build a part of full-time income with legitimate businesses. Yeah, absolutely. And so one thing that I'm curious about, and it relates to the, um, the environment that we find ourselves in um, at the moment that we're recording, which is in uh, March of 2020. And, and that is with the, the coronavirus pandemic going around and, um, things around the world getting shifted around and uh, everyone's lives being turned upside down and things like that. How has that impacted your business and how, what are you kind of doing in reaction to, to all this? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, number one, this uh, coronavirus thing is it's good. It's changing businesses. We know it forever. And in many ways, it'll have a long ranging positive impact, but it's going to take a long time for everybody to feel the positive impact. So, you know, there's certain companies that are winning right now, excuse me, like, um, zoom, for example, like the, you know, the video conferencing company, uh, that we're using right now. Uh, there's other companies there like blue apron in the U S other companies like Netflix, who we all know games companies, they're all winning. And the reason for that is because they're online. People can do these things at home. They provide entertainment, they provide connectivity, they provide a lot of things humans need in order to progress. And so uh, we're fortunate in many ways in that at the time of recording, we really haven't felt negative impacts. I'm sure, like We've got one negative impact in that right now, our warehouses, we can't actually uh, ship goods into Amazon at the moment, simply because Amazon only are shipping out emergency goods at the minute. 
that will that will be lifted though. It won't last forever. So it's like a temporary uh, negative impact. Obviously, as well, like uh, a lot of people are going to have a belief that like they can't start a business now because they'd lost their job or whatever. But actually, if you look at the numbers, people are more people are going to be online than ever before now. And also more people are going to be spending time at home. And they, the biggest thing coronavirus has taught people is that that one income that they relied on for so many years, it's just not a sustainable way to live anymore. So actually a lot of people are looking to our company like Side Hustle Heroes and we've a uh, like a free Facebook group and all the help or help people out, show them the different options of like little side hustles you can do to make, you know, anywhere from 500 to $5,000 a month extra. Uh, you know, like that's stuff people are looking for. So in many ways, our business is sort of what people are looking for. That said though, like when it comes to say selling on Amazon, some people might have the belief that they can't afford to do it or whatever. But even right now, Amazon hired a hundred thousand extra staff just to deal with the overwhelming demand that this has created because they're the supply chain that's open and the supply chain is something that's critical because as everyone knows now the one thing that cannot happen is the supply chain cannot go down because if the supply chain goes down that's when nations really struggle and thankfully uh, it hasn't gone down it's not it's not going to go down so anybody listening i think then it's like yeah, like we are giving people, we're teaching people skills to, to thrive in the, in the modern environment. I mean, once the, the, the dust clears here as well, even here locally where I live in Ireland, you know, a lot of businesses are realizing, man, like I should have been building my email list. I should have been building up my social media presence so that, you know, my customers had somewhere to come and they'd be used to getting emails from me. And even my accountant, my financial advisor, they're all asking me how to do this now because they've been forced to use Zoom. They've been forced to communicate in ways they've never had to do before. So the, the opportunity to help local businesses and services grow online when this dust clears is unbelievable and will be. Also the opportunity to uh, help online businesses get in front of more of their ideal customers and share their message, that's going to get bigger. So I think it all depends what business you're in and some people will just have to pivot out of what they're doing into something new, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's really good. I think it's really good that uh, that you're focusing on building skills that basically yeah. transcend whatever the environment is that that we're in. And, and like you said, I mean, there's all these businesses that that are realizing that they should have done more to be able to grow their online presence. And uh, we've been seeing that more and more. If we if we look at kind of the trends of businesses online uh versus the uh the, the ones that are like like whatever the they have a physical brick and mortar uh business that we've seen them more and more getting into online spaces and trying to get a website and getting things like that i know a lot of times when i'm looking for a business if i can't find a website i'll i'll move on and i'll find another business Yep. And I think especially in the environment that we find ourselves now, that's even more critical that that's there and people are realizing that. And I think a, a vital lesson that, that I'm gleaning from this, and I never really thought of it too much until um, hearing you, and that yeah. is that no matter what the situation is that we're looking ourselves in, we need to constantly be looking ahead and looking at ways to be able to adapt and change so that when things happen, we're not caught off guard as badly. 
Yeah, well, I'll tell you, I'll give you an example, Joshua. It's something that you know a lot yeah. about. Uh, you're very, you're obviously an expert in the podcasting world. And so one of our little side hustles that we teach is something we call the podcast agent. So we actually teach our members how to find an expert, how to partner up with them, and basically how to go out to podcasts, book them in on podcasts, and they get paid every time they book an expert in onto a, onto a podcast, right? So this is something I see a lot of people doing now. And, you know, they're not charging they're charging like $100, $200 for a podcast booking. So they're not charging what some of these companies do, like crazy uh, astronomical numbers. But they're, they're, you know, they're charging good, no, decent money for it. Point is, anyway, is that experts, uh, you know, they've got an online business. They want to help more people. They want the distribution. You've got people in who they don't have the time to go out and get, you know, to, you know, yourself, like these podcast forums can be quite long and ask a lot of questions because, Podcast owners these days, you know, they don't just, they don't want just anybody on their shows. They want people who take the time and effort to actually, you know, be on the show, engage properly. So we've seen that to be a really successful little service. And there's so many more, like you know, going to YouTube and becoming an expert in keyword optimization and tagging and all that, and then showing a company how where they're going wrong, how they could be getting more traffic, and offering to basically do their titles, do their do their tags for them. And so, you know, it's about looking at where is the puck going, as Wayne Gretzky said, and then creating services and businesses, uh, you know, not being so opportunistic, but, but, but also, you know, also being opportunistic in another way, you know, not just constantly changing your business, but if your business is on the decline right now, and all the signs are telling you they're on the, it's on the decline. Well, you have, you have the opportunity now to change. It's like Jim Rohn once said, I think it was the goose can only fly south in the winter, right? Can't do anything else. It's just programmed to do that. But, you know, what if, what if the south isn't looking good, as he would say, right? What then? But the goose only knows that. It doesn't know anything else. And people think that they're like that goose. They think they can only fly south. But really, you can fly in any direction you want. The, the world right now also, if you think about it, it's like a jungle, right? And they did a really interesting experiment uh, actually on dogs, and it's kind of a cruel experiment, but it's important for people to, to hear, I think. And what they did was they put these dogs into like an enclosed area, and it's not nice, and they got, had to get a lot of permission to do this, but they actually electrocuted these dogs, and the dogs couldn't get out, right? It's not nice. But basically... What happened was the dogs got to a point where they literally just lay down because they saw they couldn't get out. And they just like took the, the torture basically. And then they took those same dogs, put them into another area where the door was open and they shocked the dogs the same way. And the dogs didn't actually get out because they thought that they had no way to get out. And this is something that Martin Seligman, uh, it's called learned helplessness. It's what he, uh, he studied and this was his experiment. And the point anyway is that a lot of people right now feel helpless because we've been taught to be helpless from the time we're kids. You go to school, you're told what to learn, when to learn, when to have your lunch. Uh, you know, you get older, you, you take a job, you're told when you're getting paid, when you can have your lunch, what you can do, what you can't do, what you're going to get in quote unquote in trouble for, right? And so that's why a lot of people struggle because they don't realize they have the power to change. So anybody listening today, you have the power now to move in the, a different direction. You don't have to allow this you know, potential financial disaster that could be on the horizon. You can, be, you can be in a business where, okay, it's affected by it, but it's not as affected. You don't have to be stuck in the business you're in. I think that's an important thing to realize. Yeah, I think when people get in that point of being stuck, that it shuts off like 
something in the brain to where then they can't see any other options. So, so I really like that. How, how, if somebody finds themselves in that situation, what do you think would be one of the best ways to be able to get out of that and turn that situation into something that they could use? Yeah. I mean, uh, if, if, that, if the person in question is in panic and ultra scarcity, it's very challenging because the brain is designed to protect the, the person, you know, the person. So that brain is going to tell that person to just avoid everything because uh, everything's dangerous right now. And so that's, that's kind of the problem. They may not actually see the, the, the opportunities that are in front of them. But I think what's important is if you're in that situation, you've got to start to look at, well, what businesses are succeeding right now? And I think then you can start to associate positive feelings with those types of companies. And then I think what you do from there is you start to almost make a list then of what is it about those businesses uh, that's an enabling them to thrive. So number one, they don't have physical locations. Number two, they have like a digital product or service. Number three, they, they offer this, they offer entertainment to people or whatever. Right. Um, and so, so from there you can kind of create a little criteria of what's working and then you can think to yourself, okay, well, who out there has a problem uh, that I can solve or I can find someone to help solve it, that I can put this together where we can actually the, a business that ticks a lot of those boxes, basically. I'll give you an example, like something I've been talking about doing and running all these different things. It's hard to get the time to do it, uh, but I've been looking for a long time at, uh, I love FIFA, the soccer game, right? I play FIFA on my PS4 all the time. My friend Fergal, mm -hmm. uh, Irish guy, obviously with a name like Fergal, and uh, we're in Division One in the, this co-op league online, right? So we're in the top division. And so we're, we've been talking for ages about, you know, let's stream our matches on Twitch and, you know, have a bit of fun and whatever. But you know, I know something. I literally could, uh, and I, I will do, go and speak to a lot of the people out there who are really good at FIFA, much better than me. And they're, they're creating content on another platform, but they just don't know how to monetize that content properly. And I could help that person build a little membership area where they can teach FIFA and it can be low cost for people to come and learn, but they can kind of come in and get like premium lessons and be able to ask questions and stuff like that. That's just like a little example of a business you could do that number one, people are at home, they're playing online more and more. Number two, it's low cost. So people, if they really want to beat their friends, get to the top division, you know, they'll pay a small amount of money for that. Not, not it goes, you know, that's just looking at where the puck is going and trying to build something where you can solve a problem. And obviously before you build that business, you would want to go out and see, is there anybody already doing this? Because if there is, that's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It's a good thing because you can actually look at what's the model, what have they been doing, how have they been successful or unsuccessful, and then what can I do? How can I, how can I make my thing different so that I can stand out? Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Well, I appreciate all of this. I appreciate your stories and uh, being able to help us be able to look at um, failure in a different way and being able to overcome these different obstacles and things like that to be able to try to get us back on the trajectory toward success. Is there anything else that you wanted to say before we wrap up? I think the final thing I'll say is that no matter what happens in the world, you've always got to change from the lens of a consumer to the lens of a producer. And a producer is somebody who produces things, obviously, but you know, a consumer might buy products on Amazon all day. 
but a producer will sell the products on Amazon all day. Uh, a, a, a consumer will play the PlayStation all day. A producer might stream their thing on, on, on their PlayStation and build an audience. Point is, you got to flip the switch and really focus on being that producer. And again, I know it can seem like a little bit of a, you know, a, a vague concept, but the more you look at your own life, you can just ask yourself a simple question. Am I being a consumer in this area or am I actually producing something? Am I creating something? And if I'm never creating anything, that tells me then I have an opportunity to learn how to be a producer. And that's what I would tell people to focus on. Well, excellent. So where would you direct people if they wanted to find out more about you or what you offer? Sure. Uh, a few places. You can go to uh, sitehustleheroes.com or marketplacesuperheroes.com. Either of those are great. Uh, Marketplace teaches the Amazon stuff. Site Hustle Heroes is more site hustles. And you can just check us out on YouTube as well. Marketplace Superheroes is the channel there. Maybe the best places to start. I'm also on Instagram as well. So any of those would be great. Feel free to DM me on Instagram and uh, I'll certainly send you back a voicemail if you ask me a cool question. Well, excellent. Thank you very much. And we'll make sure to have those links in the show notes. And if you want to get the show notes for today's episode, you can either swipe over in your podcast app or you can go over to the website, successroadpodcast.com, and you should be able to find them right there. Now, if uh, if this is your first time uh, listening, I appreciate that. Uh, if not, uh, thank you for, for listening again. And this is information I think that we need to be able to spread around. So if there's anyone that you can think of that needs this information, please share this with them. And then I'll be looking forward to talking with you again next week in the next episode. Thank you very much and God bless.